Y'all, I am Tyler Meredith, and welcome to another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy, baby! Let's make some magic. Y'all, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy. I am joined once again today by my resident um, sports team expert, um, <laughs> a great friend of the pod, an even more incredible actor and playwright, now based out in LA. He is just the fucking coolest. I'm so glad he's back. The one and the only Will Allen. Fween, What's fween, up? Fween, fween. Thanks for yes. having me back. I'm oh thrilled gosh. to be your your sports expert. Yes, that yeah, says a lot can... about your guests. <laughs> You and Bezad. Yeah, that's Oh yeah, Bezad yeah. did a good yeah, Bezad yeah. was great. Yeah. Bezad was great. So that's but that's it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Two out of fifty. Many. Yeah. Many. Yeah. <laughs> right. Two out of many. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe the holidays are upon us. It's we crazy. Have, it's crazy. We have moved past um the baseball journey of the year. Um we have. that is definitely Done. That's all I know. <laughs> that and you're good. right. So you are 100% right about your baseball facts. Thank you. That's pretty good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, as you know, we like to start off the pod by asking the same three questions. How air today, they're going to be themed a little bit more festively towards the truly iconic film that luckily we now have a loophole to talk about since it has <laughs> been acquired by Disney. Uh, we are talking about the original and in most people's minds, maybe the only, except for mine, we'll get into that, um, <laughs> Home Alone, 1990. And I would love to know, what is your relationship like to Home Alone? There is no movie on earth that I have seen more than Home Alone. <laughs> and I would say nothing comes close. <laughs> if I had to put a number on how many times I've seen this movie, it's got to be closer to 500 than it is to 100. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes. That's I watch incredible. this movie probably like five to ten times a year. Wow. That's um, great. I watched that's it this great. morning again. Yeah. I usually wait till Thanksgiving <laughs> mm -hmm. and I watch it like five times in December. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. But yep. this year getting a little early start, which is nice. I mean, uh, yeah. this is my all time favorite movie. Number wow. one. Wow. No questions asked. Wow. Jurassic Park is a far and away number two. It's there. Uh -huh. Wow. Um, yes. I, uh, I have replicated most of the traps stop uh that Macaulay Culkin <laughs> puts in his house and I have been horribly punished for doing that by oh. my parents oh. my very loving and awesome parents who uh <laughs> just didn't love that I was trying to ice down the front porch in the middle of winter oh and my put god a, put a nail through a board and put it on the stairs <gasps> for my sister to step on and <laughs> micro machines and I didn't have a blowtorch but even at six years old so I of course I, I was born in 86 so I didn't see this movie when it was in theaters uh -huh. or if I did I don't remember so I remember uh -huh. seeing it when I was six years old my uncle Mike got me VHS for Christmas classic uh and I probably knocked out 200 views of it 
in the first 200 days that I had wow. it. Uh, wow. And I wasn't smart enough to, or, you know, I didn't have access to a blowtorch. So sure. for that one, I actually, <laughs> at six years old, rigged a super soaker to squirt you when you open the front door. Wow. Which wow. I think is the greatest achievement I've ever done. I think it was the Probably. only time I didn't underachieve. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So needless to say, my relationship with Home Alone uh, is incredible. And I have more stories that we will fall into as we talk about the movie. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Um, (laughs) Okay. Off the mic, um, you mentioned that there were there were only two Home Alone movies, uh, to which I I agree with you. Um, I will not make you rank uh, this third that doesn't even exist, even though my husband said it was his favorite. And I said, Oh, oh you're a monster. You're a Mark. monster. Yeah. I said, Oh, you're a uh, monster. Tyler, okay. your husband. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to know between one and two, I feel like I already know the answer if you had to rank them or yeah, which one you prefer the most. They're, are, they're already ranked. I mean, yeah. One and two. <laughs> I didn't realize right. those were sequels. I thought they were just ranked. Right. <laughs> uh, I actually do love Home Alone 2 as well. It's my uh, fave. Yeah, it is. It's everything to me. Definitely not my fave. Fair. However, okay. Okay. however, it is a very good follow-up. It captured a lot of the magic of the original. Not yeah, all of it, too. Mm-hmm. but a lot of it. And uh, yeah. just some really, really great performances in that one as well oh my gosh tim curry come on get the get the fuck out of here amazing yeah iconic i mean and in new york uh it i think i like it because it was my dream to be stuck in the plaza like eloise um and just you know then get to run around new york city by myself as a kid that was what i dreamed about so i mean it's it would be incredible, although I guess we now know that it, it's not that great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of want your family, I guess, by the end of all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but you do get to meet the amazing pigeon lady. Um, who, oh, she's the best. She's oh my so God. great. Iconic, who I, I hadn't like looked into too much until we uh, rewatched these both last weekend. And I was like, oh, my God, like she's like a truly incredibly famous Irish actress. Like, yeah, like, it's like she's done everything. That's amazing. Yeah, she's so good. So good. OK, I love that. Well, if you could be anyone in the Home Alone universe, who would you be? Uh, I would be Jimmy. Uh <laughs> Jimmy is the... Wait, yeah, I was like, who's Jimmy? Jimmy is the uh, convenience store, grocery store oh. attendant. <laughs> uh, yes. who, the, who the woman at the counter yells out to to stop the shoplifter. And he, <laughs> he busts out the front of the store and just yes. has an incredibly heroic look. Yes. And that's all we see of him. That is it, right? It's nothing yeah. else. <laughs> Yeah, that is it. Wow. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to say this. I'm going to tell this story real quick now yes, because please. it's so cute. So the woman who played uh, the the store clerk in that one, the older lady, uh-huh. 
she, her first name's Anne. I can't remember her last name, but I went to see Home Alone at the CSO, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. <gasps> yes. And they played along to it. And that woman was there. <gasps> and she's like, she's like 90. This was a couple of years ago. Oh, she was 80s. That's and amazing. They, they announced, they gave her like a VIP seat. They gave, Aww. they announced that she was there at the beginning. She's got like two lines. And, <laughs> and the whole place gave her a standing ovation. Oh. It was so cute. And then when that scene came up, she got a round of applause when she appeared on screen. Stop. And oh then she God. got a round of applause when her name was in the credits. Oh my God, that's amazing. And I will admit, I was part of that round of applause. Of course you were. And then afterward, there was a long line to get to meet her. Oh my God. That like makes like, me believe in humanity. That's I know. so sweet. I'm like, that is every actor's dream, dream. I think. Yes, to like, 100%. To, you know, 30 years later, just be like, hey, can you come to this thing? And then be thinking like, oh, I didn't really have a big role, but okay. Yeah. And then you get you get more ovations than you've ever gotten oh, in your life. It yes. was so cute. It was, it was so earnest. I loved it. She oh. seemed so lovely. Oh, that's um, so lovely. Yeah, so I would want to be Jimmy so I could also work with her. Yeah, I just I love her transatlantic accent. Like Jimmy. <laughs> like I <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines, actually, is when There's she calls so out. There's so many. Uh, yeah. I will say though, if I'm not Jimmy, yeah. then I really want to be Mitch Murphy. Mitch Murphy. Wait. Mitch Murphy is who I, I always joke with my wife. I always say Mitch Murphy is the hero oh, of Home yes, Alone. Yes, yes. Because he's such a fucking snoop. He is such and a And he's snoop. like gets in the airport van and yeah. goes through their luggage <laughs> while asking you, all these insane questions. I love Mitch Murphy so much. We would not have this movie without Mitch Murphy. It's true. Mitch mm-hmm. Murphy, wherever you are, keep being you because right. you you were a stud. I mean, and wasn't he a ginger? Just like the cutest little kid. I believe kid. so. I believe I mean, so. I feel like Mitch Murphy walked so that Kevin McAllister could run, if we're being I honest. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. uh, 100%. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. That's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, uh, I, wow. I th- I feel like I always just end up uh, wanting to be his, I always wanted to be the bratty sister who was like, who was like, um, you're what the French call les incompetents. And I was like, yeah, yeah I would have been that bitch. Yeah. Ugh, yeah for she's sure. the she worst. Sucks. Yeah. She sucks. Um, <laughs> Did you but, know, here's what? another fact for yes, you. Please. This is just going to happen this whole episode. Oh, I can't wait. That's all I'm, I've been counting on that. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's oldest sister mm-hmm. um, was an Olympic judo champion. Stop. What? In like the 96 and 2000 Olympics. Holy so shit. She, so she like did Home Alone and then I don't think really did anything else. Holy and then shit. went on to be an Olympic judo champion. Oh, casual. You're just like in a cult classic and then, you know, like yeah. it just like you're an Olympian. Rude. I mean, can That's you be more badass? No. I don't <laughs> think you can. I don't <laughs> think you can be in Home Alone and be a judo Olympic <laughs> champion and not be the most badass person. 
person that ever lived. I think you're right. <laughs> the most badass person that ever lived. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you're like, right. It's crazy. Uh, I'm sure she'll listen to this and I hope she uh, I hope enjoys she does. Uh, I know. us talking about how freaking cool she is. <laughs> she is really freaking cool. Yeah. Um, and like we said, this came out in 1990. We were both under the age of five. Um, directed by Chris Columbus. Scored by John fucking Williams, which I yeah. could do an, an, a podcast only about him, only about this movie. I dream. Uh, um, produced by John Hughes. I was like, this is fucking. Written epic. by John Hughes. Yes. Written by John Hughes in nine days. No. Yeah, he wrote the script in nine days. Oh my god! His his family was about to like go on a their first European trip, and he had like a huge traveling phobia, <gasps> and he thought like, oh, what would happen if I got left? Like someone got left behind. Wow! And then he wrote Home Alone in nine days, and we'll we we'll get there and we'll talk about what characters were not originally in the script. I actually have an original copy of the script. <gasps> Um, which I'll get into <laughs> at some point as well. But yeah, I'm 1990. Done. 1990, starring, I'm sorry, Macaulay Culkin, Joe Beshi, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, and most importantly in my mind, Catherine fucking O'Hara. Like, She's awesome. <laughs> she is so fucking good, and I love re-watching this now after you know, having loved her for so many years and, you know, now that everyone's like, oh, the woman in Schitt's Creek. And I'm like, and literally everything else. That's great. But yes. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, she is like, there are probably like three people on earth that would be starstruck to be in a room with. And I think she's one of them. A hundred percent. She is. Because I just admire her range, I think, more than anyone. Yeah. She's incredible. She really is. She's just incredible. Like she is, she is the Meryl Streep of comedy, in my opinion. She, that's that's great. She is absolutely transformative in everything she does. Yes. And she's great in movies like this too. She's great as, you know, she's got, she's got so much range yeah and she like is able to be so earnest she's so genuine and like is able she just so fully commits to everything like hence why she's so fucking good at comedy she just will never not fully commit to a bit and it's she's brilliant oh she is she is the absolute best (laughs) she is um and we all right so you've 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 mentioned the like main players yes so first i gotta talk to you about the casting of this movie yes please okay (laughs) So, <laughs> Joe Pesci. Yes. Not on board to start. <gasps> Role was originally offered to Robert De Niro. Of course. Okay. De Niro turned it down. Wow. Then offered, I think, to Ray Liotta. Oh, my God. And Danny DeVito. <laughs> okay, and yes. they both turned it down. Really? And then it landed on Joe Pesci, finally. Uh, Daniel Stern was attached to the movie to begin with. And oh then gosh. because of a scheduling thing dropped out, mm-hmm. they replaced him with a guy named Daniel Roebuck, mm-hmm. who they started filming with. Oh, my God. And they got through a couple of days of filming those two, and they were like, Pesci and Roebuck have no chemistry. Oh, no. So they fired Roebuck. Oh, no. And called Daniel Stern. And Daniel Stern even says, like, it's the luckiest thing in his career that they called him back. Wow. 
because and and so that's how those two ended up in this movie and wow funny enough neither of them really believed in it really liked the script Mm -hmm. uh and that's actually what led to these like sort of over the top zany characters oh my god was they were like intentionally kind of throwing it away Wow, and, and not like in an awful way, just no, in a way sure. that's like this movie's for kids, whatever, blah yeah. blah blah. Um, and they wow. didn't even think like after they made it, it was going to be a big hit because, and I'll tell you this, and why we're <laughs> able to do this on Disney Plus is because yes. Yes. Warner Brothers was making this movie, whoa, with a fourteen million dollar budget. What? And Chris Columbus was like. I need, it was some small amount. I think it was a, a 250K more or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Warner Brothers said, no, we're, we're done. We're scrapping it. <gasps> and they called over to 20th Century Fox. And 20th Century Fox says, we'll give you four more million, three more million, get the budget <gasps> up to 17. So that's how 20th Century Fox landed with this property wow, and got God to release this us. property, which is, wow. you know, that's a probably a billion dollar mistake by Warner Brothers. I mean, that I and I can't imagine being, I mean, you know, Robert De Niro is fine, you know, <laughs> like Danny yeah. DeVito is fine. But still, it's like turning down a role in what becomes truly like one of the top three most famous holiday movies of all time. Absolutely. This movie, I think, made $247 in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's something in that range. Mm -hmm. And uh, from 1990 to 2017, it was the highest grossing domestic uh, amount for a comedy in the world. Holy shit. (laughs) For an original comedy. Yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. And it lost to a Chinese domestic comedy release in 2017. That didn't even make it over here, really. Wow. So for 27 years, this was the highest grossing comedy ever. That's insane. That's insane. And it was a Guinness world record. It was like, yeah, it's just unbelievable. (laughs) The fucking dream. Mm-hmm. Even crazier fact, and think about this today. Realize there were less movies coming out in the '90s than mm-hmm. there are today, but right, there were still right. quite a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie got in the box office top ten immediately, mm-hmm. number one for twelve weeks. Came out November sixteenth, so it came out thirty years ago on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are right at its 30, 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. It came out November 16th, 1990. It was in the top 10 until the end of June, 1991. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That is fucking crazy. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if any other movies held on that long. If there are any um, well, I, I guess back in the day, I mean, you probably sure. had movies that were in the top 10 for Right. A long time, I was like, maybe Titanic. I would maybe? say modern era. It's probably yeah. only Titanic and Avatar. I think you're right. Yeah. Wow. 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 Jurassic Park probably had a pretty long theater run right. as well. Yeah, I bet uh, you're right. But, mm-hmm. you know, I that's not a stat I'm, I, I made up. I read that and wow. I have not read that stat about a lot of movies that... You know, seven, over seven months in the top 10. That's unbelievable. 
That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's crazy. Absolutely incredible. Oh, and I love that from the beginning we get this like crazy, incredible, like Harry Potter hook vibe Ugh. from John fucking Williams. No one can write a fucking score like him. I mean, some people can, but I ju- he establishes an environment in a way that I just think is unmatched. It's so special. And especially for holiday films, like he can create he creates magic. He just like, yeah, yeah. I, I like, 100%. He can, it's like he makes snow with music. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, um, he also though, yes, was not the original composer <gasps> and they had music set to the movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Chris Columbus jokingly said, let's send it to John Williams, <laughs> who is at the time and still is the biggest composer for movies. Yep. <laughs> They did it. John Williams watched the cut without music and he loved the movie so much that he did the score. Oh my God. This is like just the most amazing happenstance of so many lucky things. I know. (laughs) It it really truly is. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's great. All right. And now we're talking about the setting, you know, which is now we're, we're at this house in Winnetka, Illinois. I said, I said, Glencoe question mark. I'll ask Will. (laughs) It's Winnetka. Winnetka. And here is where my craziest tale comes into play. Oh my God. I can't. So they actually film in that house in the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. They film in the kitchen. They film in a couple other rooms and then the rest, they actually built in the gymnasium of New Trier High School. No way. uh, Which I think is in Glencoe. Yeah. Yes. What? Um, And then the Murphy's basement was built in the New Trier swimming pool. Stop. Because they couldn't flood the gymnasium. So (gasps) they took all the water out of the swimming pool so that they could flood it. Wow. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So that house, Uh that house. Yes. Is the, that's the actual address. Yeah, yes, it is. I mean, seventy-one Lincoln Boulevard is the actual address. It's of that like house. I, I know people can, or I know people who still take pictures in front of it. I told Jeff, I was like, "How the fuck have we never driven by there? Like, All what right, are we well, doing? Get ready for this!" Oh God, I'm like sweating. Okay, great, I can't wait. About <laughs> ten years ago, uh-huh. I went to the house. Oh God. I took pictures outside. It was a dream come true. It was the <laughs> middle of winter. It was snowy. It was perfect. It was magic. Oh. I was like, you know what? I'm going to knock on the door and ask if I can take pictures outside, even though I already did it, and just see what happens. Okay, great. So I knocked on the door, and I was like, hi, I'm doing a school project for, like, what inspired me to be an actor. Mm -hmm. Um, The movie Home Alone (laughs) is what inspired me. And Mm -hmm. uh, I I was just wondering if I could take a couple pictures outside. And Mm -hmm. she was like, oh, yeah, of course. Um, Do you want to come in? (gasps) She... Let's me in. She's like the nicest lady that ever lived. Uh, and of course, like, you know, to let you just show up. You're I mean, you're also the nicest human on the planet. But still, it's like, what? It's crazy. I mean, it's it is. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's just a, a, her spirit, her generosity. She was the woman who lived there while they were filming. Oh, my gosh. That's her amazing. daughter was there. Uh, her daughter was friends with Macaulay Culkin the whole shoot. Oh, my God. Wow. This this story is going to just blow your mind. Okay. (laughs) So this house is Mm -hmm. perfect, right? Yes. 
the location scout for Christmas vacation knocked uh-huh. on her door, asked to use this house. Uh-huh. She said, no, not interested. Oh my God. Then a location scout shows up, says, hey, we'd like to use your house for this movie, Uncle Buck. <gasps> and she says, no, can't do it. Stop. Then she says, third time around, young man, she said, he looked a lot like you, knocks on the door. And I was like, says, is it Paul Rudd? Just kidding. Says, I'm, I'm Christopher Columbus. Can I please use your house for my movie? Oh, And they were actually at that point in the process of kind of moving. Mm-hmm. So she was like, oh, sure. This is a great way to make some money before we put the house on the market. Mm-hmm. Well, there was an issue apparently in the fine print. They're in the house, oh my God. and the their attorney calls and says, "Hey, we made a mistake. If you leave the property, they can tear down walls." <gasps> there was something that said, like, if the owner leaves the property, if owners are gone, they have the right to physically manipulate the property. <gasps> no. So she or her husband had to be home every day. Oh, my God. Or what was supposed to be a six-week shoot that ended up taking about nine months. Oh, my God. <laughs> she made dinner for Macaulay Culkin every day because, as Stop. we know, the Culkins are the, – they have very troubled parent, yeah. parent relationships. Yeah. And Kieran's in the film as well. I know. He's so cute. Chris Columbus oh. has even gone on record saying, like, I don't know that I would have done it. I didn't realize I was bringing in a child who was in such a bad situation. But yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, she mm-hmm. found out that Macaulay Culkin was just eating, like, Twinkies for dinner every night. Oh. So she basically said, you're going to eat dinner with us every night or you are not going to be welcome at my home. <gasps> Which, you know, legally she has to let him in the home. But yeah, right. it worked. And her daughter, oh. Macaulay Culkin, were like friends during that time. They were the same age. Oh, and my God. It's truly incredible. And really she let is. me go. I got to sit at the top of the stairs. I got Stop. to say, well. uh, have you had enough? Are you thirsty for more? <laughs> um, I have a great picture of it. She oh. gave me production photos. Stop. Oh, she my God. Me, it's going to make me cry. This is amazing. Yeah, she gave me a photo of the crew uh, in the, you know, the polka band later. Yes. Uh, a picture of them, uh, a bunch of the crew wearing the polka band's jackets. Oh, my God. Pouring potato flakes onto the yard. Oh, my God. Because filming took so long, it went through summer. Oh, my God. So they wow. had to film with something that would melt. Yeah. Um, so you'll see whenever Harry dives in the snow. Yeah. Uh, the snow sticks to him. It doesn't melt. Oh, that's right. <gasps> it's because it's like potato flakes. Rotting wow. potato flakes. Wow. <laughs> um, what yeah. a dream. And also, fun fact about that mm-hmm. line. Uh, have you had enough? Are you thirsty for more? You guys give up. Are you thirsty for more? Um, he, he improvised that. No way. A oh, like six-year-old so child improvised that. He's so fucking good in this movie. Oh, he's he, incredible. It was written for him. Um, yeah. He was filming Uncle Buck with oh, Chris right. Columbus or mm-hmm. with John Hughes at least. And yeah. uh, John Hughes wrote the role for uh, for Macaulay Culkin. They did oh. audition like a hundred other kids, but 
it wasn't really a, a thing. I don't a thing. Think. Right. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> wow. That's so amazing. Yeah, so that's I, the, that's the, the bulk of my, my big story. Oh, oh, oh and then, and then she told me about Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Mm-hmm. And she said, Daniel Stern was just the best. He was oh, just so sweet. That he makes me go, so All happy. the neighborhood kids would stand behind the little, like, you know, taped out area, don't uh-huh. go past here. And Daniel Stern would show up every day and sign autographs, take pictures. Oh. And Joe Pesci was like trying to be method or whatever, mm-hmm, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. And yeah. he, didn't, he didn't want to be around Kevin. He didn't mm-hmm. want to be around Macaulay Culkin at all. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I would never see the kid like that. So, yeah. And apparently he wouldn't even go say hi to the kids in the neighborhood. He wouldn't take pictures, he wouldn't sign autographs. Mm-hmm. And she said that she heard him swear at someone in front of the kids and she grabbed him by the shirt and said you will sign autographs for those children tomorrow morning or you will never come back in this house and she said she said that the next morning bright and early he was the first one out there taking pictures and signing autographs wow oh my gosh yeah what an amazing lady yeah so cool i think she's now sold the house her daughter i think went to yale oh wow Um, and a lot of the house looked the same the i mean the layout is is pretty much there um yeah you know you couldn't actually sled down the stairs and make it out the front door Mm -hmm. you would actually just go straight into a wall you can see that if you're in the film as well um Mm -hmm. But yeah, a lot of it's still there. The kitchen, she had renovated the kitchen since the movie, but they did shoot that in her kitchen. That's so cool. That's so cool. It was just the coolest. She could not have been nicer. And she said that she was still constantly getting uh, letters in the mail saying, you know, uh, I have the rights to Home Alone 5. We're going to (laughs) start shooting at your house. And this time she'd be like, she's like, all the time I get this stuff. Wow. And my first response inside was, I can't believe you let me in your house. <laughs> um, but the second thing, uh, you know, she was just nice. I, she was a great that's person. So cool. She, that's I think cool. she was kind of like over the Home Alone thing in a lot of ways. Probably. So, yeah, I could imagine. Uh, it was just so cool of her to give me that stuff. I, wow. I, I don't know if her daughter will somehow stumble upon this podcast or something, but it, your mom's awesome. That's you're so listening. special. Oh my God. I love that. It was incredible. It was, oh, you know, that's one a of dream. the most one of my favorite memories. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. That's such a great story. All right. I had to get that out. No, that's great. I'm like, the podcast is done. That's all I wanted. That's it. You know, yeah, um, that's no. It. Cool. <laughs> no, it was so great. Um, and yeah, I love that. Like the house, when we get there is just fucking chaotic. It's like sword fighting people running everywhere. Um, there's just a cop. We see Joe Pesci, just this guy in a CPD uniform, just chilling inside of this house. Yeah. And the, I'm just asking people, you know, like if their parents live here and I'm like, and no one fucking pays him any mind. <laughs> well, and the kids who do are so mean to him. 
And yeah. I'm like, wow, Home Alone, progressive. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are really fucking mean. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so then that family, barf. God, they're the worst. Oh, my God, the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Kate is on the phone, and Kevin is trying to watch a movie, but apparently his Uncle Frank said he can't. Um, and uh, we casually hear Peter ask about, like, an adapter for France, so I guess they're going to France. Meanwhile, Joe Pesci is still still standing downstairs and like no one is paying attention to him. Um, and, sure. and, um, and Kevin, uh, is trying to pack a suitcase, but he doesn't know what to pack. And his siblings are such dicks. Like everyone is so mean to he's Kevin. He's also, he is a child. He's a child. I love that. They're like, you don't know how to pack your suitcase. And I'm like, he's legit six years old. Like, we, yeah, we talked about that this morning when we were watching it. I was yeah. like, I don't think it ever read registered to me that it is absurd to ask him to pack his own bag for a two-week trip in Paris in Paris like you're not going to Florida and even if you know the weather in Paris he doesn't know the weather he's a child he doesn't know Parisian climate It's bogus. so silly. I know. It is it is hard for me to watch this as an adult because everyone is so mean to him. And I am just fervently team Kevin. <laughs> like, but see, that's what makes you the that's what makes him the protagonist is like true. everybody's so mean to him. So that yeah. when he gets what he wants in his home alone, you are like, oh, this is great. Exactly. Instead of yeah. like, oh, this kid's going to die soon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. And yeah, and his his shitty sister is like, well, you're going to sleep with Fuller, a.k.a. Kieran Culkin. Kieran um, Culkin. Oh, my God. Also the cutest child on the planet. Oh, um, my God. They're both so cute. Oh, they're, they're <laughs> so the best. So teeny. Um, and apparently he wets the bed. Um, and then, you know, she's a dick. She calls him les incompetents. Um, he wets the bed <laughs> if, quote, if he has... Anything any, to drink. Yeah, any liquid <laughs> at all in the entire I day. I didn't catch that exact phrase until this morning's watch. Oh my god. <laughs> that it was anything. I always thought it was if he drinks Pepsi or something, because right. he drinks the Pepsi later. Yes. Yeah. But it's anything. So if full if fuller hydrates to a reasonable degree, you're sleeping in piss. Right. And I love when he drinks the Pepsi and then he like smiles really big and like he's like, yeah. I'm like oh. incredible take. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, and Kevin then, I mean, in maybe one of my favorite movie monologues of all time, um, throws a full tantrum. Um, and I love Joe Pesci just stare, standing at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> looking at him. Um, and he's like, when I get married, I'm living alone. <laughs> it's just my fucking favorite. I just, it's like his little pants. I can't. It, it, Macaulay Culkin is just so precious in these yeah. 90s clothes. It really oh, just yeah. pulls up my heartstrings. Think he's in Little Adidas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At one point is in like, I feel like maybe some Wrangler jeans and I'm like, well, I'm done. You know, Always. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done for. Yeah. Um, and then we go to Buzz's room. We meet Buzz, um, <laughs> who also is a total asshole. <laughs> like, Buzz is, I mean, Buzz is in the top 10 all-time movie villain for me. 
<laughs> he's he's uh, he reminds me of Pete from the Goofy movie. Um, oh yeah, yeah, definitely has that vibe to me. Um, he also reminds me of uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, and oh that and that some men just want to watch the world burn, and yeah. that is Buzz. <laughs> Yeah, I love that Kevin's like, can I just come sleep in here? I don't want to sleep with Fuller. He's like, I wouldn't let you sleep here if you were growing on my ass. And I was like, wow. (laughs) fucking!" That's like his first or third line in the entire film. What I will say is, while Buzz is a total douche, that's a zinger. That is a zinger. That's a zinger. That's a great A zinger. And his conviction. Oh, yeah. He means it. He does. And we see uh, old man Marley uh, shoveling um, outside in the snow. Are and you ready for this fact? Okay. I, I don't know. I love old man Marley. He's like my favorite character in the movie. I don't know. Maybe so I So old man Marley is my favorite character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be him because I don't think I could be as good as him in that role. That oh, guy's he's amazing. So good. Robert's he's, Blossom, uh, no longer with us. That so character good. was not in the original script. <gasps> what? That character was added later at Chris Columbus's request to John Hughes <gasps> because he wanted a scene with more sentimentality. Wow. But they created this character, this villain guy. And, you know, he's not a real villain. Right, um, right, right. But, you know, the scary guy. Right, So they could have that scene in the chapel, which I think is the best scene in the movie. Hands, I cry every fucking time. It's so fucking good. It was like, when I was a kid, it was always that scene where I was like, oh my God, we have to watch this scene until we can get to the cool, like, Trans-Siberian Orchestra version of whatever Christmas song that is. But now yes. as an adult, yes. I'm like, I'll just watch that scene three times on repeat. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And yeah. The, he wasn't oh, in the beautiful. movie. Was not wow. originally in the movie. Yeah. He is terrific. He is so fucking good. He's um, incredible. And yeah, Buzz tells him this story. <laughs> about how apparently he murdered his family and half of the people on this block. (laughs) And it's just a matter of time before he does it again. He's like, he salts the sidewalk every night and he keeps his victims in his trash can full of salt so his victims turn to mummies. And I was like, that child logic is so good. First off, that logic is probably sound. We don't know. We we do not know. You're right. Okay, fair, fair. Second, fair. the reason they've not caught him is, according to Buzz, lack of evidence. <laughs> Despite how everyone knows the bodies are just sitting in his trash cans. Which is very, I mean, his trash cans are quite small. Also, Lack of evidence. Right, lack of evidence. Lack of evidence. Lack of evidence. Um, and uh, <laughs> we cut to the super reckless pizza delivery guy. Um, Joe Pesci is still there asking the kids uh, if they're going on vacation. Um, And finally, Peter, the dad, shows up. He's able to meet the cop. And, like, at this point, he's been in there for, like, half an hour. Like, just standing there. (laughs) Yep. No one cares. Uh, No one cares. Even Uh, McAllister's first reaction is... What, what, am I under arrest or something? I know. <laughs> I was like, you're right, Mr. McAllister. Nothing about this really makes any sense. No, but, right. But Pesci, man, he sells it. He does sell it. He Bill really Pesci does. 
Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I actually, I've of course seen a lot of his big movies. I don't mm-hmm. know that much about Pesci. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think he is just an incredible actor. He's so good. Oh, and so funny. Like, I love that we get to see him, like his physical comedy with it's Daniel Stearns. It's expert. just, it, it really is expertly matched. And especially after we chatted about Rookie of the Year, then like going back and being able to watch this. I mean, it is like that's just something you like can't teach people how to do like no, they're just- <laughs> they're, they made the right call i'm sorry to to daniel roebuck for losing a job mm-hmm. that was going to pay his bills for the rest of his life apparently but yeah that is uh, hard the yeah, chemistry of pesci and stern oh is just unmatched truly incredible truly truly incredible yeah um and everybody's eating dinner it's super chaotic um they all ate kevin's plain cheese pizza and i said i'm pissed because that would happen to me and i only like cheese pizza because i'm a psycho and that was really upsetting uh, I was do like, you think do you think that they even ordered one no <laughs> i don't think so either <laughs> Later on, I was like, oh, yeah, there's no fucking, they didn't even care. They didn't, yeah, like. And and Buzz's regurgitation bit with the cheese pizza. Oh, my God. Deserved a punch in the face. It did. I, I side with Kevin so hard on that same. attack. Same, same. I, I was like, tackle him to the ground. What a fucking asshole. Like, yeah, yeah it's so gross. Ugh, he's just such, he's such a jerk. Um, and Fuller gets smashed behind the chair, which yep. also is one of my favorite bits. Um, which, mm-hmm. uh, fun fact, Yeah, that bit, and then the moment later where Kevin almost gets hit with the van and he just like screams at the yes. grill of the van which oh is my god <laughs> so both good. of those sequences were shot in reverse oh <gasps> oh and I, I just found that out and i was wondering about that because i always thought how can they even like have a stunt man or whatever drive that van and drive it at a little kid like that yeah and yes. they did not they drove it away from the, from little, the kid. little kid that makes so much sense god yeah. His scream also is just like, oh my God, masterful. It it makes me laugh every time. Same, same. Between that and Catherine O'Hara, the like that's oh, just yeah. I mean iconic it's so yeah. good um, yeah and Frank who also I am not a big fan of fucking hate Frank <laughs> of course not Frank he's sucks. a tyrant he, he is, is a, a tyrant worst. he is and he calls Kevin a little jerk he is and he is such a mooch I was like you are such a fucking oh, mooch that's you his make, character his uh, character is mooch city it I is mean, he does have he does have one of the most quotable lines look what you did you little jerk I mean sure it's just so good. And you can see him make a meal out of that moment. Yes, he and does. Like, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. This no. man did the right thing because yes. that it, he took a, a one line and made it, like, oh, you know, that's truly. not an easy, easy moment to make iconic. And he does. Truly. It. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I love the line, Kevin, you're such a disease. What yeah. A, what a great line. And also, yeah, this scene just makes me so sad. Um, but Joe Pesci she winks at Kevin mm-hmm. uh, when he's talking to Kate. We see his gold tooth. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Kate tells him, like, where they're going. Um, and he's like, oh, don't worry. You know, your home's in good hands. And then and Kate's pissed. She's like, you got to go up to the third floor. Um, and he, understandably, it's like, my family sucks. Like, you guys suck. Did you? <laughs> I, I got I to gotta say, did you notice thing? 
this oh, is no, a this please. is a good this is a good writing and directorial move. Okay, they yes, were please. they were always struggling with how to make it somewhat believable that this could happen. Uh-huh. So that's how Mitch Murphy comes into the story, which you'll get to in a sec. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another thing they did was when Mr. McAllister wipes off the counter, mm-hmm. Kevin's ticket goes in the <gasps> trash. Oh, that's. Oh, wow. That's And good. so that's how they can make it make sense that yes. when they scan all the tickets, there's not an extra one. Oh, that makes sense. I, I actually have always wondered that. And Jeff and I were yeah. talking about that. And I was like, but like, how didn't, if there had been an, yeah, I mean, I obviously have question, questions about the airport situation. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah um, I mean, you know, also like the most like 90s thing for for people just to run on by. They're like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is the most pre 9-11 airport scene I've ever seen. Yes, 100 percent. 100 percent. She does not even look at their tickets. No, not at all. And certainly in home it says, too. grab yeah. any seat that's open. That's what I noted. Jeff On was an like, international what? flight. Yeah. Jeff was like, what the fuck? He was like, don't you have like first class executive business, then coach? Like, do you just take whatever? But I yeah. do love that. I noted this later. I love that the parents make all their kids sit and coach. I think it's such a boss move. It's a baller move. It's a baller move for sure. I have a lot of respect for it. Yeah, me too. I'd be like, um, look, we're paying for you guys, but we're not sitting with you. Exactly. I was like, fair. Honestly, fair. Um, and yeah, and Kevin's like, I don't even want to see y'all again. Um, and I, oh my gosh, this performance from Catherine O'Hara of like, say it again. Like she's oh. so fucking measured and scary and like full of emotion. Yeah, it's um, heartbreaking. It really is. And she's like, well, then maybe it'll happen. Because um, what's and- so beautiful about her work in this mm-hmm. is like she lays down the law, mm-hmm. but you you know she loves him. I know. And you know she's hurt so badly yeah. when he says that. Yeah, I, I don't know that his dad loves him. That is hard for me to suss out um, just by his attitude. Oh, I think his attitude. dad loves him. Okay. I just think his dad is a, is a wealthy suburban Chicago yes. dad yes. Who, Correct. who knows he has a kid named Kevin <laughs> and likes him when he sees him, um, but doesn't go out of his way. Yeah, that's a very good point. I think she she loves him so very deeply, even yeah. though he can be a pest. Um, yeah. And it's so obvious. Um, and yeah, he's up on the third floor. And I have to say, I thought it looked fucking awesome. I was third like, floor is baller. That's yes. what, it's a, his complaint is trash. The the <laughs> the fuller complaint, not wanting to sleep, but fuller makes sense. You just yes. watched him scarf down that Pepsi. But yep. like the third floor is... <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's Especially so cool. for someone who wants to be away from their family. Exactly. And it has cool tchotchkes. It's the only plot hole in the whole movie. Yeah, right. I think you're right. That's the only misstep. We won't yeah. pull out that thread, but I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> and he wishes that his family would disappear. And then it gets like super windy. And I said, major hook vibes, major hook vibes. Yeah. It's like so windy. Um, and a branch uh, gets knocked off of a tree. It falls onto a power line, so it shorts everything out, and all of the power goes out. So the clocks all go off. And then I said, oh, my God, because no one has cell phones. Yes. <laughs> like, we well, Bryce and I talked about that this morning. Yeah. Like, 
just how much better movies can be without cell phones. It's so true. Like it's so pretty true. much every great American film is based yep. on miscommunication. Yes. So yes. like the cell phone thing would have ruined everything. It would have ruined this movie. Same with great plays. Have mm-hmm. his own cell phone at six. Growing up in Winnetka, he'd have a phone. Right. Well, and it, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, hundred percent. And I'm like, well, yeah. And like, even in 1990, I'm like, well, yeah. He could have had one of those like weird brick phones. You know, who's to say? But yeah, I love but that I'm, they just. I'm glad aren't they there. just didn't go with it. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same. Um, and the airport van shows up. Kate realizes they slept in. Oh my God! In this incredible (laughs) this panic is which is truly my fucking nightmare like i i mean i don't know how you fare going to airports i i'm you know just perpetually early which probably surprises not you but um i'm just so anxious about being late and the idea of this happening makes me sick to my stomach every time i watch (laughs) first off the time frame is absurd okay uh, i know i said to get there i said will and i both know If I was walking out the door and I had 45 minutes for an international flight to O'Hare, I just wouldn't even go. Same. I wouldn't go either. Not from fucking Winnetka. Yeah. You you couldn't make that even if you lived next to O'Hare. Like, Not at all. Not Not, at all. I mean, it's just just crazy. I am the same way as you, though. I get to the airport way too early. Um, and I'm fine to look around and find my magazines and, you know, whatever. (laughs) I like to get settled. I like to, I like to walk around the airport nonstop for two hours so that I want to sit when I'm on the plane. Cause I know I have horrible anxiety issues and flying is one of those as well. Uh, (laughs) and so I'm just like, yep. You know, um, but yeah. So when they walk out the door. Yes. Uh, she says 45 minutes. I mean, it's just, this is completely implausible. <laughs> there's, there's So they live in Winnetka, which I would, you know, if this was a Sunday morning, 25 minutes to get to the terminal. Yes. And, and not including security. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. that's like where it's all lost. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and I mean, they, they could theoretically get there in 45 minutes. It's mm-hmm. just the fact that you then have to check in baggage for 15 people. Yes. And then you have to go through security with, with a bunch of children. Oh, my gosh. And then sprint down that huge terminal. like terminal One of the G. largest in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Nah. Nah. Trash. Nah. Trash. Trash. <laughs> Trash. Um, but Mitch Murphy from across the street has started chatting up the van driver who repeatedly tells him to get lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and obviously. Does this thing get good gas mileage? <laughs> also, though, about Mitch Murphy. <laughs> yes. They cast a kid with like the best Chicago accent I've ever heard. Oh, he's fantastic. He is. I think that kid so lived good. across the street and showed up <laughs> and probably. they were like, film this. Yeah. They, <laughs> right. They were probably like, yeah. I mean, it seems that earnest. Like he's he just that authentic. Yeah. Just asking questions. I love that he ends up inside the van. And like you said, he's snooping around and his sister <laughs> yeah. counts him as Kevin. Um, and, uh, and then he's like, I'll see you guys later. Get me something French. I was yeah. like, I love this. I yeah. love him. I love, love him. him. I mean, yeah. he's the, he's the unsung hero. As I've said, the one thing I'll say about Mitch Murphy is it is offensive that he pulls a yo-yo out of that bag, just undoes it, and then puts it back in. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
So, like, is Mitch Murphy a hero or is he Satan? Well, right. Did he? Is he the mastermind? Is he behind it all? Because he's like, I'm going to make them leave their kid here and they're going to get to Paris with yo-yo string everywhere. (laughs) And then they pull it out. They're like, fuck my yo-yo. Like, that's that's the problem in the movie. Yo-yo! Yeah, (laughs) yo-yo! Oh, my God. Yeah, and at O'Hare, one, it's Christmas. Two, any any scene at O'Hare at Christmas makes me sentimental, yeah. and I love it. Um, um, but um, agreed. Even though the whole sequence is entirely implausible trash, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes, they are running. I just think about how sweaty I would be by the time I got to that fucking gate, and then to have to sit on you know like what seems like also the timeline of the flight. I was like, I'm sorry, but a flight to Paris, a direct flight into Dallas, is like nine maybe. May, or maybe like 10 hours or something. But I'm like, how long is this flight? I mean, I haven't flown directly to Paris from Chicago, so I don't know. Uh, Paris but, probably seven and a half, eight hours. Right. I just felt like they were on the flight for 24 hours, but I think my timeline was off. And I think the, the timeline is off. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. But fair. once again, there is only one plot. Well, we've already covered it. So. Yes, we did. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like we said, they just take whatever seat they can, question mark. Um, and uh, and we get um, Catherine O'Hara's great line. Yeah, well, I hope he didn't forget anything. Cut to teeny tiny Kevin in jammies coming down from the attic. Nobody is there. <laughs> Like, Nobody. No, turns on the TV. And I love that he just starts like thinking, you know, it's like <laughs> he doesn't question <laughs> that no one is making sound at All first. Right. Yeah, he's just sleepy. I love that he looks like an adult that's been put into a dryer and has been shrunk down in size. <laughs> <laughs> he has bed head, he's in jammies, you know, Absolutely. like fancy jammies. I just love it. Um, and he, and then all of a sudden he, he calls for his mom. We cut to the plane. Frank is stealing like the crystal salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> this idiot. He's like, pour more champagne. I love that. He's just like, give me. And I was like, I mean, I have ridden in first class with someone like that before. I, not, I mean, that was just cause I got lucky and that cause I was like, I can't wait to pay for a first class ticket. But there was someone next to me who was like, keep bringing cookies and champagne. And I was like, fair. You know what? You do you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's free. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a great Seinfeld episode where he's in first class and yes. Elaine is stuck in the back yes. and the flight attendant comes up and says more of anything. And he looks at her and goes more of everything. Yes. <laughs> That's how I am whenever the rare occasion that I accidentally end up in first class. Yes, yes. It's always an accident. Bring it all. Come on. Oh, yeah. Um, And Kevin goes into the basement and the furnace is like a scary monster. And I said, yeah, same. I mean, I think a lot of kids could relate to that. Yeah. Um, uh, That furnace, incidentally, uh, was supposed to be CGI. Oh, really? And it was supposed to like come to life and chase him out of the house. It's oh. like a daydream oh. of, of terror, but it was going to cost that one shot was going to cost one million dollars. Nope. <laughs> so instead, the furnace is two crew members pulling the grate open with strings and moving flashlights. Wow. It looks great. I have to it's say. It's awesome. It's I awesome. Mean, it's so is almost effective. always better. I yeah. think so, too. It's so effective because I love that it. 
like with my imagination, I'm able to think like Kevin was with his imagination about how scary that would have been to a little kid. You oh, know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. He runs out the front door notices the cars are still there. And he's like, well, they didn't go to the airport. And then he's like, I made my family disappear. And then he's like, wait a minute. They were all dicks. Let me replay everything mean they said to me. And now I'm fucking pumped. They're gone. I mean, the, he does the the eyebrow raise of all eyebrow oh, raises. Just perfect. That take to camera. I'm like, you oh, can't teach that. You can't you teach can't. that to a kid. No. He does the same thing when he's sitting in the terminal in New York in the second yes. one. Yes. And it is just, it is just magic, those, that eyebrow move. Man, he, it, it like... He is so fucking funny, and I I love him in these films so much because he truly, he's so mature. Like, he doesn't, um, I was going to say act like a kid, um, but that's not super helpful. But he just kind of, like, he has swagger, and he just, like, he, like, doesn't dumb anything down. He just, like, plays these lines as if he's, like, 18 years old. And I think that's why it's so fucking great. He is, oh, my God, he is magic. Yeah. Yeah, he eats popcorn. He jumps on beds. He runs around. He finds porn in Buzz's room. He finds fireworks. He finds a picture of his girlfriend with braces um or and- my my most quoted line which is buzz your girlfriend woof <laughs> and do you know the fun fact about that photo no that is the art director's son stop yeah they were gonna they were gonna get a girl but then they realized that would be you know really really mean yeah um so they were like we can't do that to a real young girl that's not right. nice no. and so the art director's son was there and he was like, my son will do it. So they put a wig on him. Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh yeah, my God. Really cool. I was actually glad to hear that. I, I learned that one, I think last year or two years ago and, up until then, I had always thought, wow, they were, that's really mean. I wonder I how that little girl feels grown up. Uh, no, but just not the case at all. Yeah, 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 that's great. That's great. Um, and then he also finds his gun that is mounted above his bed on his wall. Um, and one of my favorite bits does shooting practice with action figures near the laundry chute. And he's fucking great. I was like, oh, you casually have a really good shot also. Oh, he's <laughs> amazing he has a great i will shot. say I, his judgment's a little weird knowing that he's gonna have to go back down to the basement to get those right but, right okay. but yeah right but sure but fair uh, okay. but yeah he establishes himself as a very good shot right <laughs> and i love that like everything in the kitchen is like oozing like sticky, sugary, like oh, mess. Yeah. It's just like covered in candy. He is eating ice cream with like giant marshmallows on it. Um, and he is legitimately living my dream. He honestly is, and this is why I was like, num- like Home Alone Two is my fave because I just wanted to live out Home Alone One in the plaza in New York City. So it it really is just the same thing, just in a hotel, which I love. Um, but, um, yeah, and he's, oh my gosh, watching the old movies, um, we get my favorite line in the entire film, guys, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. You better come out and stop me, which I quote constantly anytime (laughs) I'm eating ice cream (laughs) and watching housewives. Yeah. Anytime I'm watching Bryce is at work and I'm just (laughs) like destroying a pint of ice cream, I'd be like, 
Russ, I'm eating all your ice cream. Better come out and pound me. Or that's the one he says to Buzz. Buzz, I'm going through all your secret stuff. You better come out and pound me. Yep. Um, and then um, this guy in the movie gets blasted. Like he just gets like completely blown apart. And Kevin calls for his mom. Um, and then we get the other iconic line from the movie. Keep the yeah. change, you filthy animal. So Absolutely. Good. So you know the name good. of the movie? No, I don't. It's a fake movie. They filmed it for this, mm. which I'm sure you could tell. And mm-hmm. it's called Angels with Filthy Souls. Oh, that's right. It says it on the VHS. Yeah. And then in the second one, uh-huh. he's watching Angels with Even Filthier Souls. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. Yeah. That oh whole, God. The, the whole movie thing is just incredible. It really is. It's all of, like... The creativity about, like, the creativity around Kevin and, like, how he is able to incorporate that movie into his hijinks and stunts and traps. I'm like, this is fucking incredible. It's actually, it's so masterful. It's so good. He's so smart. Yeah. He's such a smart little kid. He is, yeah. He really is. Um, And on the plane, you know, Kate really feels like they forgot something, starts asking, you know, like what they could have forgotten. Um, And then she remembers and we get the iconic, Kevin! And I die. (laughs) It's so, her, that kills me. It will never not be, it will never not be funny. It's, you know, it's perfect. Um, And and it's, it's so funny, but it's also like not a bit. No, it's not. It's so fucking earnest. It's like terror and like disbelief and anger and confusion. Like she funnels so much shit into his name. You totally believe her journey going, trying to get home from that moment. Yes, 100%. 100, 100%. She never, it never feels forced. It only feels genuine. Yeah. to go get her kid. Like, it's so clear. It's like she is just trying to get her kid. It's Absolutely. like she's a great actor or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, we get the bit of Kevin sledding down the stairs and outside. Um, I said, I love that. I always wanted to do that. Um, but again. I tried to do that. <laughs> it didn't go great. Yeah. The only, <laughs> the only house um, in my mom's house uh, at one point we were able to do that, but then the front door led to a set of stairs. So that really would go South, you know, it, yes. it, like, yeah. So, <laughs> so instead we would just ask my mom if we could put the sled on the trampoline. And I was like, why did we do that? Like, we were just like in a sled on a trampoline. Like what, what was that about? That, that is a- not a sufficient <laughs> compromise. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That is not even close. You guys, you offered that deal and she was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll, yeah, well, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Because my mom's like, stop trying to sled out the fucking front door. Like, <laughs> um, uh, and back on the plane. And I mean, God, I really, really feel for Catherine O'Hara. Like she, she's like, am I a bad mom? Like, I mean, I cannot imagine I truly can't like what she was fucking feeling. I mean that like I was like, okay, if I forgot my dog and then I like just started crying thinking about it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is, it would be, I I don't have kids, but I mean, I would assume if you leave one across the planet, (laughs) you would be concerned 
especially at, as a six-year-old. The planet, yeah. Um, so yes, it's very valid. Her her concern is. is is valid. That, I, as we said before, there's only one plot hole. We covered it. That part we did. is good to go. We did, yes. And of course, fucking Frank is like, well, you know, I forgot my reading glasses, so you know, no worries. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Frank. God, God damn it, damn Frank! It. <laughs> Everything he says sucks. He sucks. I don't so think he says much. one decent thing, even like at the end. No, he doesn't. He might say he might say something at the end of two. Maybe when they're opening Christmas presents, Maybe. but I doubt it. I think no, Buzz I, just does that. I think you're right, and I think Frank is just like shaking the presents, like he's just doing something stupid and shitty. Like he's yeah, like, "Is this a yeah. good present?" Ugh. Um, but Frank. back at the McAllisters' house, um, Harry and Marv are in the van, looking at lights uh, come on at the houses, um, and he points out the McAllisters' house to Marv. And in my husband's favorite line, even though he has no credibility since he likes Home Alone 3 the most, um, he says... It's, as like, a moviegoer and uh, as your husband, he has no, no credibility. credibility. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, on our one-year anniversary, he lost all credibility. It's gone. Um, Sorry. Yeah, it's gone. Sorry, Jeff. Um, but I love that Joe, Pesci, Joe Pesci's like, it's got valuable goods, you know, like VCRs. And like he names like <laughs> just shit that's like so... Like, I was like, I love that if someone was born in the year 2000, you know, I'm like, maybe they would know what a VCR looks like, but maybe they would have to search for it, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, Google I doubt it. they would. I, mean, I doubt they would. There's got to be a lot that don't. And it's also funny just because it's VCRs that, like, if Harry <laughs> and Marv had taken a bunch of VCRs and thought, like, let's keep these, they'll mature over time and we'll right. sell them later. Right. But, they're still worthless. Yes. <laughs> like I did, nobody wants them. Yes. I did see that like, I think, was it Urban Outfitters? Someone was like of selling. Course. Of course. <laughs> and I literally, I, I was walking by and I was like, come on. I was like, no, <laughs> unacceptable. Look, I drink the Kool-Aid as much as the next person I'm listening to vinyl. <laughs> sure. But you can't convince me for a second that VHS no. is the way movies should be watched. No, no. And you know what? Do I still have literally a hundred Disney VHSs in my parents' house? Yes, I do. I will not get rid of them because I like the previews. But you know what? I also recognize that the quality is not ideal. <laughs> so... True. Yeah, it's but that's not. okay. You're that's you're allowed okay. to keep them. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> inside of Kevin's um, inside of Kevin's house, uh, he's watching The Grinch, um, and he's fallen asleep. And Marv and Harry pull into the driveway, um, and Kevin hears the car door shut, goes and turns on all the lights. They get spooked by the basement light coming on, and they leave. And poor little Kevin hides under the bed. And this is where this did give me nightmares for like a long time as a kid, because I was like, this would be fucking terrifying. Oh, my gosh. It would be the scariest thing ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. You would literally run out the back of the house. Yes. Until you found a policeman. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it is uh, like, it, oh, God, it's so spooky. Um 
And uh, yeah, from here on out, I as a kid, I was like, I don't know that I can watch this. I just liked when he got to eat ice cream by himself. Like, I don't, I don't want the rest. <laughs> and that's exactly what he was thinking until Ex- he remembered he's the man of the house. Exactly. <laughs> right. Ah, yes. That's just me. I'm like, now I'm the man I'm of the, the house. the man of the house. <laughs> Jeff. Um, and so Charles, we're at the Charles de Gaulle airport, I'm assuming. Um, yes, it, but also, <laughs> actually, they are at Orly, Paris oh, Orly. Oh, They, they don't sure. even fly into Charles de Gaulle. Wow, that's rough. Um, yeah. <laughs> and actually, I don't know. It's possible that Orly is the old name for Charles de Gaulle. Maybe. I actually have no idea. <laughs> I don't uh, but, either. <laughs> but every airport scene is filmed in O'Hare. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, of course. I mean, that makes sense. They're not going to yeah. fly to Paris. Um, for the airport? <laughs> for the airport. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, got to get these Charles de Gaulle shots. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, the McAllisters are running again. Also, it just has to be said that Catherine O'Hara looks so fucking stunning. I mean, she is. She's so beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, and like, I just was really into this duffel bag trench camel haired coat situation. She looked great. I was like, I mean, I- <laughs> as we know from, from uh, Moira... Rose as well. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is fashion. She really is. She she, she doesn't follow trends. She no, doesn't. No. She, she makes them. She is fashion. <laughs> like uh, we laugh at those Moira Rose costumes in Shit's Creek. Right. But those will be worn by human beings within the next five years. Oh, I mean, I really do feel like. Uh, like Anna Wintour would oh yeah like chat with her like I yeah I'm like oh yeah you know she probably has to run everything by you because you're an icon she's incredible right. <laughs> um and in my dreams that's what happens um uh and so Kate is trying to use a payphone and I just said lol oh my yeah. god wow like I I remember I used pay phones. Well, I mean, if you if you had a cell phone, it certainly wasn't going to work in France. That's very true. That's very true. Because 1990s, most people didn't have them. That was kind of closer to car phones. (gasps) That's what uh, my dad. Yes. My dad and his Audi was like had the car. He also had the, the brick phone, too. Yeah. Yeah. Did he have yeah. briefcase phone? Yes. <laughs> wow. That was a weird time. <laughs> that was a weird, weird time. That was a weird time. He would tell um, me. But yeah, so she would have to use the pay phone. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get uh, his sister saying, uh, my brother's home alone. So we get the first like. Which you, know. you mm-hmm. can ask Bryce, my favorite thing in the world is when people say the title of a movie Same. in the movie. Same. Which I know is actually something when, when you're like a writer, people will be, they'll say like, just don't just like use the title in, in the script. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I obviously am because it's right. my favorite when people do it. Oh, When duh. the camera zooms in on Matt Damon and he says, what's his name the departed right. i was like <laughs> i screamed i absolutely yeah. screamed this yes is Scorsese. i didn't think they'd say it right oh my god <laughs> any t- i mean truly like any time i mean in in any play like i'm such a fucking sucker for that i'm like yeah. oh like any t- at tennessee i feel like tennessee williams loved that shit so and, i mean cat on a hot tin roof i'm like yeah. oh my god 
I, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the dream and getting to say it is even better. That's like, so, and I probably just labor over it too much cause I like it, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, get on the hot tin roof. They're like, that's not it. Stop. Um, but again, <laughs> Kevin, meanwhile, is trying to convince himself not to be afraid. Um, and as we mentioned, he has to be the man of the house. So he goes outside triumphantly, but sees <laughs> the scary Marley shovel guy and runs <laughs> screaming back inside <laughs> and doesn't Another lock the door. Also. incredible scream. Right. An incre- in, and I love that it's not, it's like, also his voice is like weirdly, it's like slightly lower pitched yeah. um, for being six years old. Um, and so Definitely. His, it's a his, little raspy. Yes. Yes. Uh, and that scream is just, it's something different. It's not piercing. It's just like, like guttural. I it's think so we're, we're going to have to do like a special mini app or something ranking like the best movie screamers of all time because I love that I feel like he's top five he yeah he's oh four sure is top five it's like him and then like what's her face in psycho yes yes oh yeah 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 for (laughs) sure yep and then you know i feel like snow white is in there hers is pretty good um okay this is your disney bias coming out because that scream is trash (laughs) (laughs) that scream is like is it in like fourth percentile Um, and Kate is talking to the police department also these bits these Chicago police officers um, and oh my god like first off it feels real it feels real (laughs) I said Um, yes this is one of the best moments of the whole movie is the piece of the donut falling on the phone I said Jeff this is like Mike Pence's fly but it's a donut on the phone yeah I was like this is like (laughs) like it is so good and of course, and, as you know, it was a total, it, it obviously had to be an accident. Had to have Recreating been. that would be so painful. Oh my God. You would have um, eaten so many donuts. Yeah. And I think I read that Columbus said that uh, it didn't matter what the other takes were like. That was the one they were going to use. I mean, it's per, it's so perfect. It makes and, you want to eat donuts. It you does. would think that they would want a sponsorship on that donut. I know. I said, where is that from? Take me there. I immediately yeah. was like. Let me go. I need that's what I need. Um, and I love that she gets connected <laughs> to the crisis center. Um, we get the amazing donut bit with that cop. And uh, then do you know that cop's name? No. Officer Ballsack. Stop. <laughs> I think it's with a Z. Of course still. it is. But still, <laughs> and I love that they if it is with a Z, like it it sounds just Polish enough to be exactly. like a Chicago cop. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> that whole sequence feels painfully real. It, if you're ever like uh, trying to get help. It yeah. really does. And then connects her back to the police department and love that she like begrudgingly is like, fine, we'll send a policeman over to your house to check on your kid. Like it's like that. On your much- six-year-old who you said I, is alone. Is and alone. you are in Paris. And you <laughs> won't even like, you don't even conveniently send a police officer over no. there. This is just madness. It really is madness. It's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> Um, and back inside the McAllister house, Kevin is still hiding when they do send a police officer home, but then he just knocks 
and no one answers. And then it's like, well, no one's here. Okay, that's not it. And says it in such a garbage oh, way. Garbage way. He says it an like <laughs> no one's here. We knew it. Yeah. Like, no, like detective. Maybe there might be someone inside not answering. Right. Oh, and they also kept referring to Kate as hyper, like hyper woman oh or like gosh, whatever. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to set something on fire. Like she, I'm sorry, her kid is in their house alone near, like on Christmas, essentially. He's six. It's not like he's 14. Okay? Exactly. Like he doesn't know what to fucking do. <laughs> I feel like John Hughes was like really ahead of the time. I think so that. too. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, And Peter, they can't get flights back to the U.S. until Friday, they say. Um, So Kate gets on a standby. Everybody else is going to go on the other plane. Um, And Kevin in his bedroom, honestly, or in his bathroom, sorry. Honestly, and what I said truly allowed Instagram influencers to walk um, because of Kevin. I mean, he is doing a full skincare routine walkthrough. And I said, this is some of the best work I've ever seen. It is. It's really nice. In fact, when I see that scene, I often remember to take better care of my skin. Yeah. Um, Because I watch that and I'm like, oh, that six-year-old has a better skincare regimen than I do as a 34-year-old man who lives in Hollywood. Right, right. Uh, I guess I think I'm doing it wrong. Uh, so now I moisturize every Christmas. Oh, good. Every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, such a good punchline. Um, and then he puts on aftershave. We get the, the scream. I mean, yeah. like, wow, 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 wow. He forgot um, to take his hands off his face. He was supposed to take his hands off his face, but he, he left them on there and it ended up just being like a perfect recreation of Munch's painting. Exactly. Um, and <laughs> it's now so it's good. probably the single most iconic moment of the movie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and he gets dressed and he starts scaling these shelves in Buzz's room to try and reach his life <laughs> savings. They all collapse down on top of him, including the tarantula cage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, see, I... I Okay, so first off, you got to go back and watch it. Okay. Because Macaulay Culkin's climbing up these shelves. Right. And the stunt double is a plain-ass grown man. Stop. <laughs> it, it cuts at the very last second as it starts to go down, and you can see that that is just like an adult man. Can't wait to watch that. I'm gonna go yeah. back and rewatch it tonight. Okay, I can't wait. I mean, it makes sense. You can't have right. a stunt double who's six. <laughs> um, that would not really. I wish I could. We were probably the same height, honestly. So it, it actually it could be a woman. It's just like it's just straight up like an adult. It's an adult. Yeah, it's definitely it. an adult. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he leaves his house. Kevin leaves the house and he sees Marv and Harry's van at the Murphy's house. And is like, Oh, I thought they went to Florida. Hmm. Little do we know they're fucking ransacking it. Um, and, uh, Peter calls and leaves a message. So now they know they're definitely out of town. Yikes. Right. Yikes. Yikes. Um, we finally get to... (laughs) 
your boy Jimmy. Kevin goes to the drugstore. Um, another iconic line is this toothbrush approved by the American Dental Association. Um, <laughs> and that's our our my girl Anne. I'm pretty yes. sure her name is Suzanne is Anne in real life. Love it. She, Great. she doesn't know anything about that toothbrush. No, no. She's like, I don't know. Um, hands it off to someone else. They don't know either. Herb. Um, Herb. 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 <laughs> Do you know if it's been approved by the American Dental Association? Um, I went a little too crown on that one. I've, you know, I'm obviously like three episodes in. So yeah, true. Maggie Thatcher is on the brain. I won't do my impression of her later. I, I will. Okay, um, great. <laughs> it can't be unheard and no one needs to hear it. <laughs> um, but Marley shows up um, and Kevin starts backing up with the toothbrush and then he runs away, stealing the toothbrush. And to Hell which yeah. I said, do you know where this part is filmed? It looks so much like Glencoe or Oak Park, but I wasn't. I mean, I, I would assume it's it's one of those. One of those. Yeah. The, the entire movie was was filmed in the Chicago area. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. And uh. And Kevin slides across the ice rink, runs over uh, a Metra train station bridge, um. And. <laughs> Cop what? tries to stop him though. Yeah, goes that, through his legs. Right. Oh, what a what a badass move! I dreamed. Yeah. I was like, man, one day I'll just slide through somebody's legs at a <laughs> ice shrink. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, I. Yeah. Who's to say? Also, um, think about how fast Kevin was running. Oh my so gosh! It's his hits the ice he makes it all the way across i mean he's running what 45 miles per hour then yep yeah that's amazing yep that's very fast 45 miles an hour (laughs) some would say humanly impossible right he's going at a cheetah's pace exactly um and then he walks sadly home and says i'm a criminal and i I know (laughs) it breaks my heart with his little mitten tops i I was just gonna say his little stringed mittens (laughs) oh man (laughs) so cute um and at the murphy's house uh marv we learn left the water running because they are the quote-unquote wet bandits (laughs) hell yeah love it i think marv's on to something there right (laughs) um and uh they're driving the van they almost hit kevin i love i want to go back and watch that too thinking about how they did that in reverse that's that scream too i mean clearly it was clearly it's adr because they filmed that reverse but right right wow what an amazing scream such an amazing scream um and harry smiles at kevin kevin sees his tooth and Mm -hmm. recognizes him and now we get the great bit that they bring back in home alone 2 of him being like i don't know why that kid look at me funny like he like yeah yeah, he can't place him and then they start following him in a van to which Why would he be running? Why is he running? I know. I said, Jeff, why is he not full sprinting immediately? (laughs) Like, um, and when he finally does, they keep following him. He runs to the church, hides in the nativity scene. Yes. Which is very smart. Very smart. It is. That was, that was a really good move. Um, and then, uh, Kevin, he then, he's like, I gotta, I gotta prepare. Like he runs home to prepare 
the traps. Like he knows. He's like, I gotta, I gotta psych him out somehow. Well, um, yeah, that's not the traps. First, it's the misdirections. Oh, yes. yes, the yeah. misdirections. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, when Harry and Marv show up, Kevin has set up this incredible, like, shadow puppet extravaganza with a Michael Jordan cutout. These mannequins they happen to have all over their basement, and it's honestly, it's fire. It's incredible. I would, I would say that the like light. <laughs> His lighting work in it uh, is Broadway quality. Yes, give him a Tony. <laughs> like he knows exactly how those things would play yes. to the darker outside world. Yes. <laughs> really just, and putting the Michael Jordan on the train set. I mean, oh. the ingenuity here is just Remarkable. I mean, Mar- the marionette work with the strings, inc- it really is incredible. <laughs> and he's keeping positive about the whole thing. Right. He's like, yes, I'm doing this. Like, yeah. I got to do this because I am the man of the house now. Like, I got to make long, it happen. How long do we think he had to set that up? <laughs> I mean, it seems like timeline wise, like a sensible maybe two hours. <laughs> yeah. That would have taken me six days. Same. (laughs) That would have taken me six days. And it still wouldn't have worked. I know. And it still wouldn't have worked. I know. It still would have been people outside being like, oh, he's got like a cardboard cut out on a thing or something. Right, right. The mannequin falls over. There's a loud crash. Yeah, yeah. It never would have been successful. superior to me. Yes, same. Um, And so Harry and Marv then leave because they're like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess somebody's home Um, and uh, in Paris. And then I just said, fuck, I wish I I wish I was in Paris. Like, oh, God. Um, And they're watching It's a Wonderful Life, I believe, in French. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, also this apartment is fucking insane. I'm sorry. You're basically like like you have a view of the fucking Eiffel Tower from this like gilded and fucking like uh, just beautifully decorated apartment here the money involved with this trip i mean clearly clearly peter's french his brother who lives in france is very wealthy yes exactly Um, peter has mind-blowing wealth it seems oh my god yes i mean to have that that place over christmas yeah please come on Uh, i mean for for twelve people or something like that, you're, you're yeah, you're talking about a guy worth millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, and like a house that size a guy who in Winneka, absolutely yeah. could have chartered a jet back home. One hundred percent. Yeah, he would have. I mean, because they ask, they're like, "What about private planes?" And I was like, "Well, I would not ask that." So um, that seems different. Um, yeah, like right. <laughs> that's not a thought I would have. Um, but um, yeah, Peter's trying to speak French on the phone, still trying to find Kevin. Um, and yeah, Kevin's older sister like is worried about him and buzz is like no i'm not fucking worried at all um, and that's why she's a judo champion and i'd have no clue where buzz is right right now. right right buzz does also remind me of sid from toy story um oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they are they yeah. are related yeah i think so um and the pizza guy comes back knocks over the horse jockey statue again which um, by the way yes uh they did not still have um oh. at the house they did not have the the lawn jockey they had sold that years before at like just a regular yard sale oh my and god and uh the thing i asked if i could have was the McAllister 
a doorknob <gasps> and they said that was a prop but that got obviously that was a prop that got taken oh yeah uh, as well <sighs> i really wanted that that would have been so fucking cool that, yeah. i also was like how baller are you that you have your like it, an initial on your doorknob like that's you know. know a monogram what the fuck yeah so, it was cool. so cool um and kevin has rigged the tv uses it to talk to the pizza guy slides money out the doggy door um and honestly i was like this would be so fucking terrifying to be that pizza guy also the speaker s- system on the small tv is outstanding it's like i mean it's constant it's arena good it's, a, it's arena good like for that pizza guy to think someone's actually shooting me it's incredible it's really it's really really well done yeah 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 <laughs> um and kate is in the airport uh bartering with a woman to get her plane pizza ticket. guy is great by oh, the way pizza guy is also great i think truly everyone top to bottom I think his just... name's dan charles and i don't know that he really went on to do anything else other than extra work wow but, fun fact he got paid more than john candy on this movie oh <gasps> Wow. John Candy took one day of scale. What? Yep. Well, I guess he that's shot a 23 hour day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Man. And maybe but we'll get to him. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to him. We'll get. But yeah, um, and I just said Catherine O'Hara is so fucking good. And this woman finally gives in um to give her a ticket. Um, and Kevin, meanwhile, he goes to bed. Uh, he's lip syncing in the morning. I love it. And I said, this set decoration in this home is just so fucking good. Beautiful. It's like, oh my God, so beautiful. The spider is still crawling around, who yeah. I actually think is like really fuzzy and cute. But, you know, that's a story for It is a time. real spider, by the way. It looks, I was like, this is real. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's real. Um, it's just so fuzzy. Jeff thinks it's the most disgusting thing. And I, oh, I kind of like it. I actually hate I like spiders more than anything in the world. But mm-hmm. I like he's fuzzy. fuzzy ones. I know because he's not going to hurt you. He'll just be fuzzy and crawl around. Yeah, exactly. I like him. Um, and Kevin goes to the grocery store. And this girl ringing him up, I love, is so fucking weirded out by him. So suspicious. He's getting all this random stuff. And I love that he's, like, speaking, you know, as if he is 40 years old. And I love that he, like, talks down to her. Yes, it's it's just incredible. She is so suspicious. She's so skeptical. And, I mean, I get it. It's a six-year-old. Right, But also, like, look at him. He's doing it right. He's doing great. Yeah, he's paying. Like his parents yeah. could have just said, like, here's 10 bucks. Go get the stuff. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know his story. I always um, thought she was a little unfair there. Yeah, I agree. Um, and when Kevin gets home, he tells the furnace to shut up. And I said, yes, Kevin. Yeah. Yes. You got to conquer him. those demons. Yes. Um, and <laughs> Marv and Harry are checking the door. And Kevin turns on the TV again, uses firecrackers. and uh, A little Marv- more believable with the firecrackers. <laughs> yes, yes. And Marv is taking terrified runs back to the van um and harry is like well you know i mean we should see who it is because if he's just murdered someone then we could give the cops a description basically so we won't get blamed for all the robberies we've done essentially uh, that's the that's the moment where he says there's talking about a guy named snakes yes and he's like snakes snakes i don't know no snakes (laughs) (laughs) i don't know no snakes so good Um, i don't know no snakes (laughs) 
So I guess. Um, uh, meanwhile, we get aside from John Candy, my personal fave cameo, Alan Wilder as the airline attendant. Yes. Um, uh, so good. Great he Chicago the, actor. He mm. is the airline attendant in Scranton, right? Yes, in Scranton. Yeah, yes. In Scranton. Scranton. Um, you know, a lot of people think Elvis is in that scene. Really? What? Yeah, there's an extra who's standing there. It's Catherine O'Hara at the counter. Mm -hmm. And then there's a person behind her, a woman. Mm -hmm. And then behind mm -hmm. that, there's a man with a beard. And, mm -hmm. and this movie apparently set off a huge wave of Elvis conspiracy theories. Oh, my God. I didn't know. And a lot of people think that Elvis, for some reason, is an extra in the Scranton airport scene of Home Alone. Wow. I am not a believer. No, I'm not. No, that's wow. OK. Yeah, mm -hmm. Pretty crazy, right? That is really crazy. Um, <laughs> Alan Wilder and I did um, a, a radio show production of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, and uh, he was brilliant. And that's oh, like, he's a great actor. Oh, great my gosh. Like, long time. Great Chicago oh, stage actor. Seth so icon. Yes. So good. Um, I've mm -hmm. done a couple plays with them. Really he's great. Really. Yeah. He's so good. Um, and he's just so simple. And matter of fact, he's perfect. In this yeah, scene. he's perfect. In um, and uh, Kate goes off on him. And oh, of course, who would overhear it? But John fucking Candy. Um, yes. <laughs> He is there to help. He is the polka king of the Midwest. Um, Which he, she rudely is not aware of. I know. He's like, no. And she was like, oh, you're well known in uh, Chicago. He's like, Sheboygan. Big following in Sheboygan. <laughs> you know, those scenes are all improvised. Oh, my God. What no a dream. one else was allowed to go off script except mm. John Candy. Wow. Because John Candy, I guess, said like, hey, I'll come and I'll do this for no money. I'll give you a full 24 hours. He was shooting something else and came wow. to do this. And he was he was like, I, I can't I don't have time to learn any lines, really. Wow. So they wow. improvised. And of course, you know, you're improvising with Catherine O'Hara, who's probably also one of the greatest comedian improvisers <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those scenes end up seeming beautifully scripted but like yeah, yeah the, Chi the chicago sheboygan thing that's just brilliant that's just his brilliance you uh, know wow wow that's so good yeah uh, um and yeah and he offers to drive her to chicago um and back at the McAllisters, marvin harry see kevin cutting down part of an evergreen tree mm -hmm. yeah. um and, I, and then i said he made his own tree it was just like so sweet um and uh kevin sees sees marv's reflection in the window so now they know he's home alone yeah. um and so they're gonna come back tonight and kevin hears all of this so he knows exactly when they're gonna come back and i was like yeah y'all are pretty fucking st i mean you're just like yelling about your plan you know um wasn't ideal yeah it was not sly no not sly yes that's it um i love this shot of the polka band playing music in this like budget rental truck with kate in the back <laughs> I know. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, and uh, and then Kevin goes to visit Santa. <laughs> but right. he's locking up for the night. Uh, he gets to chat with him near his car. Santa gives him Tic Tacs. And I said, Which, damn. 
Okay. And Bryce was like, if you talk about anything, you have to talk about how satisfying the dropping of the Tic Tacs from the container into his mitten is. Oh, so I literally said, when was the last time you've had a Tic Tac? I miss Tic Tacs. Why don't I have Tic Tacs all the time? I have bought Tic Tacs probably once a year, every year because of that moment. Oh, it's so good. And the little mitten, she's so right. Like the texture and like everything about it. It's like crisp. And they're silent. They fall silently into the mitten. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Tic Tacs. Yeah. (laughs) Sponsored by Tic Tacs. Not sponsored. (laughs) Um, And uh, he gets into his shitty car. (laughs) And it doesn't even start. We love that. Oh, and his Um, stains like on his beard. I always remember those. Yeah, so gross. Um, And Kevin is just like walking home by himself. This part always made me sad. He sees families showing up um, to other houses for the holiday. And I said, weird. It kind of feels like this year. Um, And um, (laughs) dark. And, um, And then Kevin walks by the church, hears the choir singing and goes inside and maybe it's just like you know my like just uh, scotch english like episcopalian heart that like cannot not cry at choirs like in a beautiful church it just fucks me choirs up. especially yeah, yeah, yeah. It just fucks me up every Plus time that song which is uh, the, the you know the original john williams song for this yes. movie um uh. Oh my so, god! Somewhere in my memories, yes. Um, it's just so it's, beautiful. It's, it's yeah. It just it's has, so beautiful. Yeah, it's just so like the perfect amount of Christmassy, the perfect amount of whimsical and magical. It's uh, it's just all the things. And Marley is there, um, and comes over to Kevin. And like we said before, I mean, this scene with like Kevin basically you know, treating him as like a Santa Claus, a therapist, like a confessional, like it's just, it's so beautiful. Um, and we find out that Marley is there to see his granddaughter sing. Um, and I also love this line, which breaks my heart in half when he says, you're never too old to be afraid. And I was like, ah, yeah, (laughs) like really fucks with me. (laughs) I've always lived with that line. I've always loved that line and thought about that line. Yeah. What a, what a what an absolutely special performance that oh. that man gives, oh. um, Mr. It, Blossom. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful. He talks about his relationship with his son, and um, and they, it's just like one of those like perfect magical Christmas moments. Yeah, that, and then uh, the movie ends. R- right. Right yeah. there. Right. Man, right that's there. It. That's it. <laughs> Um, and I love that we get the bells tolling and then this like trans-Siberian like carol of the bells. Come on. Come on. If that does not get you amped, then you cannot get amped. That's what Jeff said. He was like, nothing gets me more fucking pumped than trans-Siberian orchestra carol of the bells. I mean, it is just. Oh my God. It's great. As a little kid, like it it made carol of the bells like my all all-time favorite Christmas carol. <laughs> and it's like such a like, like, you know, it's not like joy to the world. You know, it's like. Very, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know. I also, you know. I will say, I did not really know that it had words. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then like Don't I sang it in a choir at some point. Um, 
And I was like, oh, I always thought it was just like electric guitar and oh, a gong or something. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, it gets me so, it gets me really pumped. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he starts, he's running home. He has to beat Marvin Harry. He gets home. I know, I'm sorry. He makes himself his damn microwavable Christmas Eve dinner. <laughs> Well, and I love he, it. He he's got his. He has to do his plan. He sets up all his traps. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this is one of the cutest facts about this movie. Mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin made that plan. Oh. He like drew that plan in his dressing room, and oh they used God. it in the movie. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that like that. so freaking cute? That's so sweet. I know. I know. So so Kevin's plan is, uh, Kevin's master plan is, is actually Macaulay Culkin's. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, and Marvin Harry show up and I mean, from here on out, it's just like masterful madness. Um, I mean, it is like BB gun out the doggy door, shooting Harry, then shooting Marv. (laughs) Like, I mean, we could dissect all of these things, but I feel like I feel like every one of them is lethal. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You would just go through this whole thing and then you were just going to say like that happened. That would kill him. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, the iron dropping. Oh, my God. To the face. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, oh my God! One funny thing about this whole sequence, and and earlier as well, is you know mm-hmm. Joe Pesci obviously likes to cuss a lot um, from yeah. all of his other movies, and right. they were like, you know, you you can't do that here, and so mm-hmm. he kind of invented that sort of non-cursing cursing language, like his grumbles. I kept calling um, it his grumbles. Yeah, they like, Chris Columbus asked him if he could use the word fridge instead fridge. of fuck. And oh my so God. he, that's why you hear him so many times say, frick, 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 Oh my God. Yeah. Pretty amazing. <laughs> I so love that, that. that whole, like their whole like goon language oh is just because of that. And then that's the one incredible. that gets in is when Daniel Stern is coming through the window and steps mm-hmm. on the ornaments, oh. um, which were actually made of candy and oh my God. he's wearing like a rubber foot. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And, uh, that he, he gives the big like shit there yes, and that yes. was not in the script and oh, they kept sure. it in the final cut. The, the so censors good. let them keep it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, stepping on the nail, like, like oh Harry, my oh my God, the, that, that makes me. Stepping down the nail and then falling backwards uh, on the concrete down uh, on a flight of stairs. Oh my God. And Harry. After for, the iron uh, to the face. Oh my God. And oh Harry's hand God. on the doorknob. Um, yeah. Plus um, his head set on fire. Yes. I mean, the. The, I was reading like a medical examination of that event yes. from a doctor. And he said that like those burns are so bad. So bad. Fragments of his skull would have to be replaced. Yes, I'm sure. And that's it's like the first thing that happens to him. Yes. And then they just keep going. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my Falls God. Falls down the stairs. Yes. He's got that horrible ice ball, the burnt hand. Oh my God. I do love Harry getting like the honey to the face and then being covered in feathers. That's yeah. one of, that is one of my faves. Um, Stern's, I think Stern's best impression. Improvised line in the whole movie is 
why why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? Yeah. <laughs> that was not in the script. And he just said it in that take. I'm like, oh. that, that line is so brilliant. I love oh it. Oh my God, I love it. Um, yeah, and Kevin like kind of baits them both to come upstairs. They both get knocked down. They fall on top of each other. Harry Wait, loses his gold full tooth. paint cans. Full paint cans. Dead. They're dead. dead. I just dead. wrote, they're dead. How is the house not destroyed? Um, and... <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, like Marv finally gets to Kevin. Um, Kevin puts a tarantula on his face. Then he throws it onto Harry. Which I did read Mm -hmm. that I read that the tarantula moment, he's faking the screen. And they okay. did it in ADR because they didn't want to scare the spider. Oh, uh, but but then I fact checked that this morning, and I've mm-hmm. read that he actually did scream with the spider on him. So they did scare the spider. Well, the spider didn't seem to care. No, he was just like, "I'm fuzzy, I'm fuzzy yeah, around." He was like, I'm, boop, "I'll just boop, bite boop, you boop, and boop, kill boop, you, boop, so whatever." Boop. Yeah, whatever. I'm lethal. Um, yeah. And then Kevin, yeah, he's rigged the. I mean, the most amazing escape route. Um, And Marvin Harry get onto these, like, slack lines. Kevin cuts them. Again, they're dead. Like, (laughs) Again, amazing, amazing craftsmanship creating Uh, this bicycle handle uh, um, zip line that, you know, goes to the treehouse they built for the movie and tore down after. Oh, my God. Um, But, you know, just to to have it safely go from the house to the treehouse, you know. Oh, it's... This dude's a pro. Yes. He comes off as a kid, but he's a pro. He is definitely a pro. Um, And he, correct, he runs over to the Murphy's house, and that's when they get Kevin. That is, yeah. So... Oh, so scary. So he doesn't know the basement's going to be flooded. That's right. So that's where that stems from, is that the earlier wet bandit robbery is what foils Kevin's escape. Yes, that's right. That's right. But they know that that they they know they can get in that house. Yeah. And they know that it's full of water now. Yes. Um, and then they hang him on a hook um, and are telling him the ways they're going to kill him and torture him, which is terrifying. In rehearsal, Joe <laughs> Pesci actually accidentally bit his finger and made it bleed. <gasps> He didn't mean to, according right. to what I've read. But, oh. uh, yeah, he did actually bite one of his fingers. Okay. Great. Okay. Great, 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 great. A little too uh, method, Joe. A little too method, Joe. Um, yeah. And, but then Marley shows up with the shovel, knocks them both out. And I love that the shovel took them down. After yeah, not, been, not the iron dropping three no. stories under your face. No, and, you know, being delirious the from the terrible cans, burns. They get hit with multiple full paint cans, but a shovel, a which shovel. honestly... You know, it would hurt. It would hurt, but... But it's got yeah. a little give to it, that Exa- shovel. Right. It's a snow <laughs> shovel, you know? It's not, a, right. it's not like a garden shovel. It's a snow shovel. Right. That's very true. That's an important distinction. So it, it would definitely hurt, but compared to the other things they've been through, it's nothing. Exactly. Um, but he's like, we got to get you home. Takes him back home. The police are called. And those two get taken away. For some reason, it's just going to be everyone's little secret. Yeah, apparently. Right. Um, I have never fully understood why Kevin's genius does not come to to public light. I know. Um, Because it clearly means, and to be fair, John Hughes does set up a completely 
uh, ignorant police force. Yeah. Oh, just so that it does horrific. make sense that they yes. don't ask Harry or Marv a single question about s- what's gone on here. <laughs> yep. You know, and I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> again, and the old man seems time. to not want to be involved either. No, he's like, I don't want a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many questions that the police would have. Yeah. And they ask zero. Zero. I do love them saying, oh, yeah. So, you know, you leaving water on is going to lead me to every like now we know every yeah. single house he robbed. And I was like, yep. Um, that being said, I still support the idea. I think Wet Bandits was a cool name. It was. It's like a good band name. Way better yeah. than part two where they're the sticky bandits. Yeah, not. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I pretty good. That, pretty good. I do love that. Wet um, Bandits. I mean, what a pointless really thing to be. Yeah. It is. What a pointless <laughs> thing to be. Um, meanwhile, the polka, the polka king of the Midwest um, is still with Kate um, and basically is convincing her that she's not a bad parent. He's like, yeah. let me tell you why every other person in this moving van is a bad parent. <laughs> in like a stunning scene of improvisation. Oh, so good. I mean, so a lot good. of people, it's such a lesson. That. Like a lot of people think like improvisation is always funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see a scene like that and that's like a real, it's a funny scene, but it's also very heartwarming, beautiful yeah. scene. John it, Candy is like, in my opinion, like one of our, one of the greatest losses of our lifetime. I agree. He of was like the the taken too soon list. John Candy is maybe my number one. Yeah, he was so magical. He was so yeah. incredible. Um, and the next day, it's snowing. Kevin calls for his mom, but no one is still there. But then the moving van pulls up, and she is home. And she apologizes. And he, like, kind of is, like, giving her a mean look and then totally gives in. And that then I cry. Smile. Oh, Ugh. that fucking smile. Oh, I cry Ugh. every time. Um, and then they all get home. Everyone's there. Buzz gives him, like, a bro high five um <laughs> yeah tells yeah. him he did a good job not right. burning the place down right um and uh i love that his dad's like what'd you even get up to his dad is also wearing a really expensive burberry uh coat and i was like oh you're very rich and um <laughs> and uh his dad's like what'd you get up to while we were away and he's like well i just like hung around just uh, hung around uh, <laughs> 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 and uh and then uh, Kevin sees Marley outside reuniting with his son, and Marley waves at him while he's hugging his granddaughter. I and mean, I said, "So sweet! It's the magic of Christmas." Um, and Kevin told him to do that, and yes. he listened. And it was just uh, like, how can the older generations and the younger generations live in harmony? <laughs> yes, and and yes. help each other. And this was it. This was uh, how it should be. Yes, it's so beautiful. And then Buzz discovers that his room is still completely fucking trashed. And that's all she wrote. Kevin cleaned up the entire house. <laughs> yeah, except for Buzz's room. Except for Buzz's room. <laughs> which is ultimately just an incredible come back to that barfing the pizza moment. Oh, he deserves every amount like of that. Kevin being like, look how good I clean up. Right, right. Fuck you, Buzz. <laughs> right. I mean, if you had a takeaway from your favorite movie, what would it be? I think my takeaway is if someone says that their neighbor has been killing people and putting them in trash cans and mummifying them with salt, it is unlikely 
but possible. <laughs> that yeah. would that is my main takeaway, I think. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, never let anyone tell you you are too small to buy groceries. Um, and <laughs> that was pretty good, too, actually. Thank you. Yeah. I was also, also going to say, um, you know what? Tarantulas get a bad rep, but they're actually really fuzzy. So and um, helpful. <laughs> and helpful. <laughs> he doesn't get away oh with that. I know. It's so true. He really oh. is one of the heroes. <laughs> also, just one last thing, going back yes, to like please. all the things they do, but yes, somehow please. get up from. How right. about the tarantula that is on Marv? So he gets hit with a crowbar. Yes. And then they're just like smashing each other with crowbars. Right. Right. No broken ribs, no broken faces, not a Nothing. thing. Nothing. I tell ya. Yeah. Oh, my but, God. But as we know, that is how it would have gone down because there is only one plot hole and we discussed it much earlier. We already did that. We already I literally that. don't remember what it was. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're actually back to no plot holes. Right. Now it's the perfect film. As you said, um, yeah. uh, within the first five minutes, it is perfect. It remains perfect. Don't mess with it. Um, oh, my God. This was such a joy. I laughed. I mean, my face actually hurts. So this, <laughs> thank you so much for coming back. Yes. Thank you for having this. me. Oh my um, God. Yeah. I promise you there's not another movie on the planet that I know that many useless things about. <laughs> Um, I can only hope. Honestly, they weren't useless. They were incredible. You're probably sitting here thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be an editing nightmare. No, Um, no. I was like, (laughs) thank you for doing my job. I just get to sit here and giggle for two hours. This is my dream. Like we got to find we got to find a way to cut three hours out of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It was perfect. Thank you for joining me for another episode of BDE, Big Disney Energy. We'll see you real soon.